0: Hi, welcome to a new episode of Pasha. My name is Inas Kotsana. Thanks for joining us. South Africa is in the grips of a third resurgence of COVID-19. Stricter lockdown measures have been introduced. Experts say the Delta variant, which was first found in India, is now dominant in South Africa. Joining us today is Professor of Vaccinology and Director of the SAMRC's Vaccine Infectious Disease Analytical Research Unit at the University of Wegwaterstrand. Shabir Mari starts by discussing how bad the virus is and how infection rates vary across the country's provinces.
1: Well, the current resurgence in South Africa really differs by provinces. Gauteng uh, province, as an example, is a province that appears to be most severely affected by this current resurgence and it appears that the wave uh, is probably two to three weeks ahead of what will likely be experienced in many of the other provinces, and in particular the major provinces of the Western Cape, Eastern Cape and KwaZulu-Natal. The severe disease usually lags behind Uh, the infections that occur in the community by about two to three weeks. So in Gauteng, in all likelihood also, uh, looking at the trajectory of the outbreak in India, it's likely that we're very close to peaking with this particular resurgence and that we can expect the number of cases to start uh, gradually uh, decreasing again over the next two to three weeks. Unfortunately for hospitalization and death, that will probably increase. If people continue uh, moving into indoor spaces, be it the shopping mall as an example, which are still open and they don't take adequate precautions, uh, then even in those places where level four restrictions are being imposed, so we're still likely to see ongoing increase in number of cases. Uh, this is unfortunate because had we had a robust vaccine program that was already underway, uh, it wouldn't have avoided or prevented the resurgence from taking place. But what it would have done is that it would at least have assisted in ensuring that we have a nominal number of people that end up in hospital and that end up dying of COVID-19. So, like I said, it's difficult to say how the country is going to be affected as a whole. It's very likely that the country will be differentially affected by province. And even in some provinces, it's also likely that some uh, districts and sub-districts will be more heavily affected than others.
0: Why is this the
1: case? It seems that uh, there have been differences, as an example in Gauteng, in relation to what percentage of populations have been infected in different uh, districts as well as sub-districts. By the middle of January of 2021, when we had completed the survey in Gauteng to look at the evidence of past infection, uh, we showed that in in one area in Swanee, as an example, it was only 6% of people. Uh, that had been previously infected, whereas in the inner city of Johannesburg it was close on to 43% of people that were previously infected. Now past infection doesn't necessarily protect you against becoming reinfected when there's a new variant uh, that has arisen, Uh, but what it does do is that it does actually probably protect you to a really good uh, extent against developing severe disease and being hospitalized. So I think what we're already seeing in Gauteng is that some uh, communities uh, and some uh, people from some living in certain districts and sub-districts are being disproportionately affected this time around and the reason unfortunately for that is that in the past uh, they were probably uh, they were probably much more cautious about uh, avoiding being infected but uh, they remain now susceptible Uh, to being infected with the virus that is much more transmissible and possibly also more virulent uh, based on one uh, analysis that was done in Scotland compared to the variants that have previously circulated.
0: South Africa's rollout vaccine plan is flawed and it's something you've expressed before. Knowing what you know now, what's your biggest concern?
1: So, the biggest concern that we've got is that we've simply failed the people of South Africa in ensuring that they're timelessly vaccinated. Uh, Had we vaccinated high risk individuals above the age of 60, as well as others with other comorbidities, even if we were to experience a resurgence, what we would have been able to prevent uh, or reduce significantly is the number of people that end up in hospital and that end up dying of COVID 19. So, that is the biggest disappointment. And there's a number of reasons why that has transpired. Part of it uh, correctly is because uh, of constraints when it comes to gaining access to adequate number of uh, COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, But that also speaks to the planning uh, in that South Africa didn't engage early enough with pharmaceutical companies in bilaterals to ensure that we could get vaccines as early as January of this year. We only started earnestly engaging uh, with companies to gain access to vaccines in January of this year which simply put us at the back of the queue. And then there were another series of miscalculations, uh, including how we're currently deploying COVID-19 vaccines. The country's vaccine
0: rollout is managed digitally via the electronic vaccination data system. Professor Madhi believes this is flawed.
1: It actually exacerbates the inequity uh, that exists in the country uh, when it comes to healthcare. What we see happening uh, with the EVDS is that people from higher socioeconomic conditions, people that... Have access to medical insurance, uh, medical aids, uh, they are being disproportionately more likely to be vaccinated than people uh, that uh, come from lower socioeconomic conditions or people that don't actually have access to medical aids. So the EBDS system, it sounds good on paper, but it simply is not doing what we want it to do, which is to ensure that we get as many people vaccinated as possible. When you look at the number of doses of vaccine which government has indicated has arrived in the country, uh, it seems that we've uh, used probably less than uh, two thirds of the vaccines that have already entered into the country as of the end of last week, let alone the additional million dose, few million doses that arrived during the course of last week. So it tells us that we simply haven't sorted out the logistics to ensure that we can get these vaccines into the arms of people as quickly as possible rather than these vaccines lying in some depot where it's simply not going to save a life. So that's another example. And then we've got the issue of the AstraZeneca vaccine, which I hate to revisit.
0: There's been some controversy in South Africa over the AstraZeneca vaccine. Earlier this year, the government sold its consignment of this vaccine to the African Union. This decision was made after a local study led by Professor Madi found out that it didn't protect against mild and moderate COVID-19 caused by the beta variant. But that did not mean that the vaccine wouldn't necessarily protect against severe COVID-19. The World Health Organization argues that this vaccine could still protect against severe disease and That the country should continue using the AstraZeneca vaccine. Professor Madi strongly agrees with this. The government's decision contradicted the recommendations of the scientific advisory group of experts on immunization. This group makes recommendations to the World Health Organization. Now we're finding out that the AstraZeneca vaccine reduces the risk of hospitalization for illness due to the Delta variant by around 75% after the first dose. And after two doses, the vaccine provides a 92% lower risk of ending up in hospital if you're infected with the Delta
1: variant. In January, when the South African day, South African study showed that the vaccine didn't protect against mild to moderate COVID-19 due to the Beta variant, the World Health Organization looked at all of the data and made a recommendation that even a country such as South Africa where the Beta variant uh, dominates, the country should still continue using the AstraZeneca vaccine because it would likely protect against severe disease due to the beta variant. And now what we find ourselves in is that we gave away the 1 million or 1.5 million doses that we had secured from Serum Institute of India. We sold it off to other countries uh, through the AU, And now we face for a situation where the AstraZeneca vaccine uh, works extremely well against the Delta variant. So
0: what should be done
1: yeah, what realistically should be done is that we need to ensure that we get as many people vaccinated as quickly as possible. It might be a bit too late for Gauteng to benefit from that, uh, because like I said, Gauteng is probably already peaking with this current resurgence and we will probably start seeing cases going down in the course of the next three to four weeks, although the number of hospitalizations and deaths will probably increase in the next two weeks or so, uh, because that usually lags behind the infections that have occurred in the community. Uh, But for other provinces, we need to ensure that we start getting people vaccinated as quickly as possible and we shouldn't actually start trying to focus on getting the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine into people that have already received a single dose. We need to ensure that we get as many people above the age of 60 and in fact above the age of 40 who have got underlying medical conditions. We need to get as many people as possible received at least the first dose of the Pfizer vaccine or the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. A single dose of the Pfizer vaccine uh, has been shown to have more than 90% protection against hospitalisation due to the Delta variant. And with two doses of the Pfizer vaccine, that goes up to 96%. So we know that we've got a shortage of supply of vaccine. So what we need to focus on is ensuring that we open the gates of the clinics, be it in private or public, where people can be vaccinated as quickly as possible government has indicated, I think now that it has got closer to two and a half million doses of the Pfizer vaccine that has now arrived, including the vaccines that have come from the Covax facility, in addition to which I think we meant to be having about two million doses of the J&J vaccine. We need to ensure that we use that four million doses of vaccine in the space of like two weeks and not two months. And that is what we need to focus on. And again, uh, it doesn't help our country and it doesn't help us in terms of what we're trying to achieve at this stage of the resurgence, to try to give people a second dose of vaccine when large numbers of high-risk individuals remain still completely unvaccinated. So we need to ensure that we get a single dose of either the Pfizer vaccine or the J&J vaccine, which are the vaccines available to us. We get at least a single dose of those vaccines into the arms of people as quickly as possible.
0: Vaccinating people remains imperative in fighting COVID-19. The hope is that the country can see out the resurgence and vaccinate as many people as possible. Thanks for listening to this episode of Pasha, produced by Inas Kosana and Osea Patel.
1: From me, it's goodbye for now.